I'm Brittany Hardin-Tengue, a senior manager with KPMG, and I am fascinated by the practice of transfer pricing and its impact on the global market. Join me each episode as I explore the transfer pricing world with specialists who will explain the ins and outs of this niche practice where tax meets economics. Love is in the air. In this episode, we'll be hearing from some of our previous guests as they share their unique journeys, how they stumbled upon this field, and what keeps them passionately engaged in their work. So grab a cup of something warm, settle in, and let's embrace this journey together. To start, we're embarking on a cross-Atlantic romance, hearing first from Robin Archer, a transfer pricing director with KPMG UK, and Enrique Martin, a principal with KPMG US. Robin? I am always fascinated by how people find themselves in transfer pricing, because I think that's how it happens, finding themselves there. So (laughs) I'd like to hear, Robin, a little bit about your transfer pricing journey. How did you find your way into this wild and wacky world? It's a simple story. I like traveling. I worked in-house for a firm called Zurich Insurance. I was based in the UK and we ran out of UK issues, so I said I fancy traveling. And they said, that's good. There's this Russian lady in our home office in Switzerland who's looking for somebody to do some work for her. So I said, that sounds great. I went to Switzerland and that's how I discovered insurance transfer pricing. I never let go after that. It's been too much fun. So love at first sight. You just got lucky on the first one. (laughs) It is. It's dead cool. You get to find out how things work. There's no greater fun. But yeah, love at first sight. And so what keeps you with it? What is it that you really enjoy about it? It's a very changeable love. Every client there's something different. Every universal truth ain't so universal and ain't so much of a truth. It's always something new to discover, something new to play with. You summed that up pretty perfectly. I like that. (laughs) I always used to joke that with transfer pricing, it was, like you said, a long-term love. In the beginning, you're going to have to empty the dishwasher. As with any marriage, there's going to be some not so fun parts, but if you really hold on, you get to do the really cool stuff and you get to see that universal. Maybe that's too poetic, but I'm glad Mm. you feel that way too. So Enrique, tell us about your love for transfer pricing. It doesn't have to be love. It is. It is love, I think. It was a bit of a slower burn, I have to say. I ended up in transfer pricing more through love of economics and financial services. I started my working years in financial markets. I also got to travel a bit. And at some point, I found myself back in Spain thinking, maybe this is not the right time for me to stay in Spain. So I started looking, where can I apply my economics in a way that is not too academic, it's practical, it's directly related to business. And I had had some exposure to transfer pricing in my previous work. I saw KPMG were hiring in London. I sent my CV and the, the rest, as they say, is history. I started in financial services, which was a very small group back then. It's grown quite a lot since those days in 2005. What keeps me here, very similar to what Robin was saying, it it is really interesting to see how you can get to know an industry really well, and yet you go to speak to different clients and you learn something new, or even with the same client, two years apart, the business has changed and you need to adjust, you need to recalibrate everything that you had learned about that business up until then and how the transfer pricing goes from there. Next up, we'll hear from the ray of sunshine herself, Shyantony Ghosh, a principal with KPMG in our Washington National Tax Practice, who shares with us her heartfelt connection to her work and to her colleagues. I got into transfer pricing without knowing much about it. So I finished my PhD in economics, and while doing that, 
I figured out that the economic research has a lot of quantitative aspects in it in current times. And a lot of the intuition gets lost. So I was trying to find a job where I can apply basic economic intuition. And I didn't know much about transfer pricing, but reading up everything on it seemed like this is a great place where you can go back to basic economics and find some interesting work. So that's how I applied for all transfer pricing positions and I got one. So that's how I got into it, Brittany. So you were looking for an opportunity to really apply economics. What else were you interested in at the time? I was working in corporate finance and international economics as part of my PhD thesis. And it was great. So I could get into something like the World Bank or IMF using my experience. But even then, the research, the applied work needed a lot of computational work, which was good. But at the end of the day, if I'm solving a model using a computer, that left out solving an equation by hand, which I thought was much more fun. So that's where there was a disconnect from going for that or finding something where I can do more intuitive economic analysis. So you like getting in the sandbox. <laughs> you oh, like, yeah. that's awesome. I love that. And what is your favorite part of working in transfer pricing? What gets you excited every day? The team effect. You are never alone. There's always a team. There's always somebody to bounce your ideas off or to go to when you do not know something. You don't have to spend hours trying to find an answer by yourself. And there are already always incredible people who are there to help you with their experience, teach you things that you have not learned, or interested to learn what you have to share. So it's the team impact that I think is incredible. I love that you said that. I've had this conversation with some of my fellow KPMG colleagues that aren't in transfer pricing. And whenever they get just a a little bit of experience with transfer pricing or they work in it or they help us out on a project, I remember distinctly someone asking, how does anyone get good at transfer pricing? There's so much. And I think to me, how I responded was, that's exactly why. There's so many things. You have to constantly be reaching out to someone. You think you know something or you figured out one little corner of the world, but then as soon as you interact with something else, you're forced to. It's impossible to know everything. So I love that you said that. We are a teaming group, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. A wonderful culture. The practical application of economics is an alluring love potion that so many transfer pricing professionals can't seem to resist. And once they have a sip, they can fall head over heels. And sometimes, when you find the right career, it can seem as if you were made for each other. Next up are Diana Skodina, a principal, and Nick Stavrakis, a managing director, both from KPMG US in New York City, who found the right one in transfer pricing. So I joined KPMG right out of college and stayed because I just love the opportunities to access to different companies, loving to learn of their issues, loving to assist them in the different journeys that they take, whether it's exploring your markets, putting up new products, etc. So did you study finance or economics in undergrad? I studied economics yeah. and finance, but I love oh. economics and that's how I ended up sort of staying with transfer pricing because it closely relates to economics. Yeah, that's kind of a perfect background for someone who wants to work in transfer pricing. And what would you say is your favorite thing about transfer pricing? And I know you said like learning about different companies, but is there like a particular area or type of project that you really enjoy? 
I really like planning projects just because I just love to see how the companies evolve and how they take their business journeys and how we can assist them. So that's the essence of our planning work. And that's my favorite aspect about working within transfer pricing. I love that. And Nick, I want to hear from you. Tell us about your transfer pricing journey. How did you find yourself in the wild world of TP? So I actually had an internship in college in the accounting department of a Fortune 100 company, and I was in the intercompany group. At that time, I didn't even know that that was actually transfer pricing. I was more on the accounting side. But I ended up interviewing with KPMG in the transfer pricing group and realized I actually had some experience. So I came right out of college and stayed at KPMG and then ended up going to work in-house in the transfer pricing group for a couple of years. And I rejoined the firm. And what do you like most about it? What I love about transfer pricing is really diving into understanding how the business operates and what are their value drivers, how they're evolving as trends move within different industries, and then connecting that to the tax operating model, to the transfer pricing transactions. That I really enjoy the functional interviews that we do, where we interview all departments of an organization. Yeah, you know, I never thought about that, but intercompany transactions, we really are kind of like the internal engine of a company because how you price things internally are going to drive everything else or is going to be a reflection of everything else that's happening in the business. So yeah, it's, it's close to the heart. <laughs> if you had the opportunity to encourage someone to work in transfer pricing, what advice would you give them? Well, I would say if, if you're interested in understanding how businesses operate, what are the economic drivers of industries and of businesses, and really... The interesting thing about transfer pricing is that you have to have a broad skill set. So there's the accounting elements, there's the economic elements, but there's also understanding supply chain, also understanding legal implications of these transactions, understanding business operations. So for me, it's one of the broadest skill sets I think that you have. So if you're interested in that, I think transfer pricing is a great place to be. Yeah, that's an opportunity. You, get, you can get really into the details, but then also have to appreciate the leaves on the tree and the forest all at once, which is kind of unique. I don't think most disciplines directly encourage that so much. Diana, if you were to encourage someone to pursue a career in transfer pricing, what would be your advice? So I think that transfer pricing is a fairly challenging, but also exciting career for people who are problem solvers, for people who are looking for not sitting at the desk, but having sort of a dynamic day where issues come at you and you have to resolve them. This is a career to be. So as I said before, I've been in transfer pricing for a very long time and I find myself thinking through and facing new challenges almost on a daily basis. And I think that's what kept me around and that's what kept me interested in this job. So for people who are problem solvers, who are sort of go-getters, that's the perfect career and the perfect opportunity to be in. Love knows no bounds and neither does transfer pricing. Transcending across disciplines from the micro to the macro, it's no wonder that so many curious people seem to be struck by Cupid's arrow once they discovered transfer pricing. Now we'll hear from two people with a heart of gold, Brad Parker, principal, and David Unger, managing director from KPMG US. I had an economics professor at Southern Utah University. I was doing my MBA and I had a bunch of colleagues who were all going into different fields and I was kind of curious what I was going to do. And my professor kind of pulled me into his office one day and he said, what are you thinking about for your career? And I basically said, well, I don't really know. 
but I know I want three things out of a career. I'm looking for something that I can use my economics degree. I want something international because I speak a few different languages and I really like different cultures and wanted to do international business. And the third one is decision modeling. I had a specific course from this professor about spreadsheet modeling and how you can optimize certain decisions for companies. And I thought that was fascinating. So I said, basically, I want something that kind of takes those three things and really uses them. And so he said, well, there's a thing called transfer pricing. And long story short, all these years later, this is my career. I also kind of grew up in the technology industry here in Silicon Valley and then actually worked for one of the Silicon Valley tech companies in-house doing transfer pricing. And now I'm back as an advisor helping out companies, mostly in the tech industry, figure out their transfer pricing. Oh, that is so fascinating. And how fortunate for you that your economics professor was able to lead you in that direction. Yeah, I remember speaking to an economics professor at the University of Michigan who, when I had mentioned to them that I was going into transfer pricing, they kind of whispered, they're like, isn't that illegal? <laughs> and so <laughs> fortunately, you had a more informed professor. Isn't that illegal? <laughs> yeah, I did read an article one time that said such and such company is accused of transfer pricing. Clasp your pearl. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yes. So I have been accused of transfer pricing for my whole career. So. <laughs> well, and, and then I didn't realize that you spoke different languages. Have you gotten to flex those muscles since you started your career? A little bit. Early on, I used to review reports in Spanish and Portuguese, but that oh, was nice. kind of the extent of it. And then at my previous employer, I had to do a fair bit of travel into Asia and was trying to learn Mandarin, but not so good. And with my previous firm, I did spend a couple months in the Milan, Italy office when they oh, came nice. out with new regulations in Italy. They sold 83 documentation projects in the first week oh, and wow. they didn't have anybody to do it. So they said, anybody want to go to Milan to help out for a couple <laughs> months? And I said... <laughs> Twist my arm, right? Yeah, exactly. oh, transfer pricing in Italy is no joke. Maybe we'll do an episode on that later. <laughs> I mean, like criminal yeah. penalties, you know? So it's <laughs> well, scary feel, stuff. And I feel like it's such a transferable skill set. The story is, and this is actually true, I got there on a Friday afternoon and they gave me an English translation of the regs. They weren't very long, but these were the new regs. And I read them over the weekend. And on a Monday, I was handing out Italian transfer pricing advice Oh and people are like, hey, how do the Italians look at that? Well, I'm like, well, let me tell you. <laughs> and it's basically all the same OECD principles, the same principles that I grew up applying. It's, it's a pretty transferable skill set. And so you're on a call with different clients and people in business tax and international tax. And they say this whole transfer pricing thing's a mystery. How does this work? And you use the same principles, whether you're in Italy or the U.S. or somewhere else. It's sort of an interesting component, right, of the regulatory environment that you may have in lots of other fields, lots of different ways of implementing laws or rules on all kinds of things. There's different taxes in different countries, right? But the very nature of transfer pricing and the interest of business in having a single platform means that ultimately most countries are falling into line with this more general principle, this more overarching universal rule, if you will. And that gives a lot of opportunity for people joining the industry to transfer those skills like you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, because all market participants, I think, generally agree, maybe we should avoid double taxation because that's just going to be bad for everyone. So it right. is that common goal. Look at it, transfer pricing, bringing agreement across the world. There's so many <laughs> things we disagree on, but this is one thing we can seem to wrap our minds around. There you have it, folks. Love conquers all. It seems that both love and transfer pricing make the world go round. While true love stories never have endings, we will be concluding our journey here. Thank you, dear listener, for joining me on this journey through the tunnel of love and transfer pricing. Join us next time.